Guys of the Bar, Season 3, Episode 1. Today we're going to be talking about the top four teams and uh, the rest of the top 25 as well. AP poll came out. We're going to talk about NIL one year later. Another thing is the new conference realignments, uh, new coaches this season as well. Very exciting time. It's middle of August right now and going into the season. Those are always great things to talk about. And uh, we're going to introduce a new segment called What the Fuh? What the Fuh? And that's going to be just, you know, the biggest what what the hell moments that happened that week. Or, I mean, it could be good or bad. We'll see. I'm going to let everyone have their own shot at that. And then the last thing we're going to talk about is the top four, the, the way too early top four uh, for the end of the season. Who's going to be in the playoffs? And then uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into the conversation that we had at MJ's Bar and Grill tonight, though, and see what we talk about. Again? Just where are you going? Where are you going? You're not going to the bar again, are you? You like hanging out, drinking beer at the bar, talking sports? Come on out and join us weekly. Guys at the Bar Talking Sports, your podcast for just that. Hanging out, drinking some beer, talking sports. It's Guys at the Bar Talking Sports Season 3, Episode 1. We are back in action after a... I don't, to say the least, a rapid departure from last season when I just said, screw it, I'm done, I can't do anymore. I just got, I just did a couple weeks off for Christmas and uh, did a ski trip. I got back and I was exhausted. I was working my tail off and I was like, I just can't do another show for a while. But now we're back. I did a half a show last week in Las Vegas, y'all. I don't know if you listened to it. It was kind of like a surprise thing. We were drunk on the strip running down the road and I was like, you know what? I'm recording a show with a couple guys I work with, so that was pretty fun, but uh, this is the official start to season one, and uh, or season three, episode one, and uh, this is Guys Brothers Sports, thanks for joining us. Now, tonight, we have a large group coming, and there's three, there's four of us here now, and we got the rooster, what are you drinking, rooster? You know what? It's a Tuesday night. You guys caught me a spice surprise. I've been helping some people move in the humidity. I got a nice tall glass of ice water. That's ice right. water? Slow down. That's not like you, my man. What's slow, going on? Slow, gotta slow down in life sometimes. What's wrong with you, man? Okay, you gotta slow it. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> college, college season is coming. You gotta save it for college season. Yeah, and the thing about it is sometimes on a t- it's Tuesday night. Sometimes you gotta take it easy. I know you got a hell of a job, so working it, you gotta drink some water. Um, I'll be okay. I got okay. So we did sign you to a, a, a contract for the season. We're not going to get you every week, but I know we're going to get you some. Um, this this contract pays substantially, though, and it pays by the episode. Just so you know. I'm, I'm really excited about that. All right, good deal. <laughs> and we got another con- another another player on contract over here, my boy Ripper the Predictor. Hey, how we doing? Uh, happy season three. I am drinking Shiner. Wait, no, what am I drinking? It's yeah. a Sh- Shiner Bob. Nice. Down my chicken Caesar wrap. It's delicious. From MJ's Bar and Girl, best bar and girl in Lake Carolina and in the northeast side of Columbia, if you ever in town, come join us for a show. We got my man Hoosier Daddy here. What are you drinking, Hoosier Daddy? I got my uh, 
good cold bottle of Bud Light. Oh, nice. Bud Light tonight, good, so. good beer. Excited they, about season three coming up. They do not sell your favorite beer here, do they? Which is like Bush Light or something like that? They have Bush Light. No, they do not sell Bush Light here. Right? Okay. Unfortunately, right? Right. But a nice cold Bud Light always goes down smooth. And that is what... I'm drinking a Miller Light. I got my tall glass and ready to go. So, AP Top 25 poll came out last night. And I must say, there was a few glaring uh, inconsistencies on there compared to the coaches poll. But there was... uh, I mean, the top four. Let's go ahead and just dive right into that. Because... I would say the top four was pretty much... I mean, I feel like I'm delusional right now. I feel like I'm having flashbacks from last season. When you're looking at Alabama, you're looking at Ohio State, you're looking at Clemson, and you're looking at Georgia, right? Like, Or Georgia and then Clemson. But you're looking at those four teams. It was the same last year. I think it was the same the year before as well, wasn't it? Like... Pretty close. Like, can uh, we... I think uh, Michigan might have snuck in there ahead last year, ahead of Ohio State in the, in the preseason, if I remember correctly. Oh, they did? Okay. so, but two years ago, Ohio State. Yeah, so, I mean, we're looking at pretty much the same for every single season at the beginning of the season. I mean, we start off talking season two, and it's like, let's talk about Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and, you know, it, in Georgia, pretty much. Now, great teams. All of them are looking pretty solid. Georgia's... Probably not going to be the same team they were last year. Uh, Alabama, they lose players, but no big deal, right? Um, Ohio State, they put together a hell of a squad this season. So uh, let's go ahead and start with my man over here, the Rooster. What do you think about these top four? And tell me, just give me a few highlights. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, there's no way that George is going to match uh, the defense that they had last year. They just lost too much energy on there. Uh, so I do see some gaps in, in their team in this league. Uh, I, I think, um, bold prediction, I think George is going to fall outside of the top four at the end of the season. They're going to go 10-2. and two. You think that, Okay, so 10-2. and two. I mean, maybe it's too soon to say this, but why do you think, or who do you think those two, two, two losses are going to be? Well, likely they'll take the East, so they'll probably play Alabama in the SEC championship okay. and lose to Alabama this year. Yeah, that'll be that'll be. Um, but you know, but regular season, you're thinking uh, two losses. Uh, well, and, and I got uh, two games that I got my eye on. And just for the, for the for the record, my daughter just started going to University of Georgia last oh, week. Okay. So yeah, I saw the pictures. I'm, I'm going to okay. get out there and, and uh, see a couple of the games. It's a bold prediction. Georgia has eight of their twelve games at home this year, which is unusual. Wow, that is unusual, yeah. right? Uh, but they have two big exciting home- time to go to school there, then. Right, for sure. Two big home games. To keep your eye on one. Georgia, Tennessee, November fifth. Okay. Two, October eighth, Auburn, Georgia. So we'll see uh, how that goes. See how Auburn shakes out. I think they've got still some big guns in the in the in the backfield. Uh, can wear down a team, especially a young defense. Might might have an opportunity there. Never count out the old home team here, the Gamecocks playing here at home uh, on September seventeenth. Yeah, and looking at that Tennessee game, they're not in the top twenty-five. And to me, that was a surprise because a lot of people have high expectations for Tennessee this year. Yep, returning quarterback, but, uh, you know, they, they have a – we'll talk about first week games. They actually have a rematch with a tough, tough team in the first game. We'll see how they do. Who are they playing? Uh, Pittsburgh. 
Oh, oh, Pitt. Okay, yeah. They lost to Pitt last year. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see if they uh, if they can make a little comeback this year and start their season off a little bit better. That'll be an interesting game because their Pitt's quarterback is supposed to be I can't remember what his name is, but well, they he was drafted, so he's at. Uh, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, he Pittsburgh went to play Steelers. for Pittsburgh. That's what yeah. it was. Okay. So, yeah, so it'll be a little bit younger routine, but they're they're ranked uh, I believe seventeenth in the country. Yeah, they. That's right. They were so. Um, my man, Ripper the Predictor, I'm just going to go around the circle here, man. Your thoughts on the top four before we jump into the rest of the top 25. Currently, my thoughts on the preseason top four, we will have two, maybe three, but I'm thinking only two of the current top four are going to stay in the top four, maybe only one. And I could, st- I could almost tell you who you're going to say, but go ahead. It's true. Um, it's it's glaringly obvious who's, who's going to be in the top four. We'll we'll get the top four at the end of the year later. Yeah. Um, however, there's been a lot of turnover in some of these teams. You look at Clemson, who's ranked uh, I think three in the preseason top four. They just lost both of their coordinators. Uh, they struggled last year and turned things around at the end of the year, but their quarterback DJ Uyagalele didn't really have a great year. Inconsistent. Inconsistent and rare, never really had a great game that I, I saw. Maybe once. Um, Alabama. Barely putting up points on offense. Alabama, they Coach. still have Will Anderson. Uh, he's probably the best defensive player in the country. Probably was last year as well. You still have the returning Heisman winner. You lost Jameson Williams. Uh, William Williamson. Yeah. He, went, he got drafted like number 10, I think, overall. Maybe 11. Bottom line is, Alabama is still going to be tough, so you can't rule them out. Ohio State had the best offense in the country last year, but their defense was average at best. Yeah. They've got a new defensive coordinator. They've got experience now, positions that they didn't have any experience last year, and they brought in some pretty solid talent in transfer and through recruiting. On defense. On defense. Good. They probably will still can contend to have the best offense in the country again this year. However, it looks like they're going to try to make it a more balanced attack, so you may not see those eye-popping stats from Jackson Smith and Jigba, or even C.J. Stroud, as you did last year. But I look for them to be contenders as well. But I I, I can... I, I just kind of feel like this year is going to be a little different. Last year, I don't think anybody really saw Cincinnati getting in the top four, uh-huh. except for me. But yeah. I didn't think it was really going to happen. Okay. Uh, it did. Um, but I'm going to say one to two of our top four are going to are going to finish the year in the top four. Okay. Yeah. I see. I mean, I'm not going to start predicting now, but I do see something like that happening as well. Uh, Ryan Day has a good squad. I admit that. Uh, C.J. Stroud is most likely going to win the Heisman this year. Uh, I mean, it just depends on how things go. But with the with the receiving core around him. It doesn't seem like he's going to have a, a, a challenge throwing up a lot of yards, but who knows, right? Yeah, really, I, I mean, our offensive coordinator is stressing the, the need to be a championship team. Yeah. You need to have balance. you got to be able to, you know, punch with both hands. Yep. Um, we weren't able to do that in certain situations last year against Michigan, uh, against Oregon. We weren't able to run the ball in short yardage uh, situations. Yep. And that's kind of what we're stressing now in, in training camp preseason, leading up to the start of the season. We'll see what happens, and we'll see if our defense can turn things around as well. We'll see. I mean, 
going into uh, play Michigan undefeated might be an interesting scenario with Michigan undefeated as well. That's not going to happen. Well, we'll see. Michigan's a Michigan is. Uh, we'll get to them later. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Michigan lost a lot on defense. A lot of talent. They yeah. were they had they had a good running uh, game. They only but had four. four yeah, Haskins. Haskins went to the NFL. They lost both of their stud defensive ends. They lost a cornerback and a linebacker. They're just that's too much to replace. They're not Alabama. Yeah, yeah. They, actually, they have three starters returning on, on defense at Michigan. So, wow. different team, for sure. I just think, the, uh, and I know we're talking about the top four, but I think the Big Ten is overrepresented in the top ten, for sure, with uh, Notre Dame in there and uh, Michigan. Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's Are they ACC? They're, ACC? No, they're not. They're independent. But well, I thought they, they kind of joined the both, yeah. right? It seems like they play a lot within the, SEC, or within the ACC and within <clears> Big Ten. My man, who's your daddy? Been silent the whole time, just right. waiting. He is just dying to have some conversation with us. So, shoot, what is your top four, man? Tell me your first can, thoughts on these guys. I can I can agree with the top four there, but I I, I think there's two big question marks. As, as mentioned by Rooster and uh, Ripper, the idea of Georgia losing, I think, 11 defensive players to the NFL and trying to replace that, I, I don't see where they're number three. I know the tradition speaks a lot. And then the same with Clemson, already mentioned by Ripper about both coordinators uh, trying to replace them. And uh, I know they've got a lot back on offense, but uh, I think the, the Georgia, if their defense can come through, they, they've got a potent offense as well. They may have some high-scoring games, uh, and whether they win or lose those might predicate how they uh, their outcome. Alabama's going to be Alabama. Uh, hopefully they get it turned around from an offensive standpoint. They by far recruited, you know, one or two in the country every year, it seems like. So I believe they're going to stay up there. And uh, along with Ohio State, the offensive output, I think the big question there, yeah, we got a new defensive coordinator at Ohio State, but how's that defense going to be? I mean, they it was porous last year. I mean, you saw it in the very last bowl game. Uh, we got up to a big lead, and Utah came back. So, and I think and Utah was, won that game, right? No, no, no they did not. Oh, they did. Okay, that's yeah. right. It was close. That's right. It was but, super close. That's right. But I think Utah's a sleeper team, and when we start talking about end of the year Final Four, and then uh, the other sleeper in the Big Ten, I think could be Michigan State because they have a lot back on offense as well. So. It's going to be an interesting year. I mean, Michigan State did go 11 and 2 last year. Preseason polls are for people to sit and talk about, like we're doing here, guys at the sports talking football. So I know, and and I don't take too much credence in the in the top 25 in the beginning of the season. It seems like it moves so quickly. Down, you know, like things change so much in the first month to month and a half or so. Usually, that first three weeks, a lot of cupcake games and stuff. But when Florida goes in and beats Utah first week of the season like that's going to be over with for Utah you know there, there's a couple what is Ohio State don't, don't they play a big game first game of the Notre season Dame, Notre Dame yeah so that'll yeah so that that'll that'll really hash things out there and then Alabama and Texas play week two I think it was and uh yeah and that's gonna that's gonna hash things out as well don't forget Georgia Oregon week one huge game Oh yeah, that's true. Game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because Oregon's looking like they might be that pretty damn good. That could be a real high-scoring affair. 
Yep. So, yeah. Um, but that, that'll be an interesting one. My take on Georgia, though, and is just Stetson Bennett is not a good quarterback, in my opinion. Offensively, they were lackluster all season. I don't see that changing this season. And then defensively, I mean, they lost way too much talent to come back and really do something. Now, they do recruit well every year. They're always in the top one or two, top one or two uh, recruiting classes, and I'm sure they can get plenty out of the, out of the funnel as well. So. And offensively for Georgia, they just, I mean, uh, George Pickens just went to the NFL. Came, uh, I think it's Caleb Burton, the wide right receiver. Yeah. He is now in, uh, or maybe it's Jermaine Burton. He, he's now playing for uh, Alabama. So transfer portal, they've lost a lot of weapons. They didn't have a very strong backfield, but they had a deep backfield last year. Um, it's going to be an interesting uh, opening week. It will be for sure. Um, yeah, DJ Ugalele on at Clemson, like, I just, he was lackluster as well. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, I don't know that he can lead in offense that well, in my opinion, just the way that they play. But they did, they lost a couple of games right in the end of the season, and they kind of did well the rest of the season, so... Who knows? I mean, Dabo Sweeney's a great coach, able to recruit well. He'll have no problem um, winning a lot of games, especially in the ACC. They do have, I think it was five teams. Yeah, there's five teams in the top 25 in the ACC. I have huge question marks around that because Wake Forest, while, I mean, they do have a lot of people returning on offense and on defense, so there might be some. They don't even have their quarterback for the first, like, few weeks. He has some. And that's true, yeah. He has yeah. some illness. Yeah, they don't know when he's coming related condition. They, and they don't know when he's coming back no. on that either. So um, that can that can be a huge red flag for them. Uh, who else was in the top top uh, from the ACC? I mean, it was five teams. NC State, Miami, uh, Clemson. Uh, I think UNC might have broken in there. Yeah, Miami gets a lot of love on these little votes and uh, stuff. Pittsburgh, and they, Wake Forest. Yeah, Miami gets a lot of love and they always fall. You know. I mean, that's just the way it is, so I don't see much happening there. Six SEC teams, four Big Ten teams, um, three Big 12 teams, two independents, and uh, I think the rest are Pac-12 or um, a, is it AAC, I think is what it was. So um, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati's at the very end there. Um, what do you all think on the line of Notre Dame, though? Notre Dame ranked number five. What's going on with that, my man, Rooster? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody understands that one. It's certainly not a bold prediction. Uh, they, they, they might be 8-4 and four this year. Brand new coach. Uh, makes it even worse, uh, as we talked about, uh, the woes with uh, quarterback play. Um, they just never really put together uh, complete games. All their games were close. They were just barely winning the games at luck of the Irish. I don't think they have the talent this year to win those close games. I think it's going to flip on them. I see them as an 8-4 not a bad year for a first-year quarterback, but don't see them coming back the way they, they, they played last year. So they're saying Tyler Freeman will be their quarter, or Tyler Buckner, sorry, will be the quarterback for Marcus Freeman. I got those two mixed up. Um, he's a he's more of a running quarterback. Last season he played a bit, and most of his scores were, or most of his playtime was at the end zone running the ball. I think he had three touchdowns, three interceptions, but he, he did break off some good chunk yardage running the ball. Yeah, but so just, it kind of shows the kind of offense that they're going to have. It kinda, it shows their hand a little I, bit. I just think this year their um, their schedule is a little bit harder than it was last year, a little cupcake schedule this year. Ohio State, uh, they do have UNC at UNC. 
Uh, they're playing BYU. We're going to talk about BYU a little bit later. They got USC. Uh, and, and, and then they end the season with USC. Yeah, they uh, did and, throw themselves a lot of hard teams to play. And sure. they have Clemson in there. So there's there's about four or five teams right now. I just don't see them winning those against those tough teams. I, I think the initial preseason ranking for Notre Dame to be that high is the key matchup for week one. Notre Dame's got, if not the biggest, one of the biggest fan bases. So sure. that's going to get viewers. That's going to make money. So there, there was probably a little pressure. I'm sure that's how that works. But to that. put them at number five... Even number 10 would have been okay, probably. Yeah, probably 12, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, if as long as they're in a top 25, it's a big game for Ohio State. But, yeah, to have, you know, number two versus number five playing each other in the first week of the season, like, that's a lot of eyes watching that game. That's a big audience. That makes that Notre Dame fan base so, feel good. If Ohio State can, like, dominate and blow the doors open on that game. And Alabama does their thing, but it just – do you think maybe they jump them after the first week? Yeah. Because Alabama if, plays if, like Utah State, I think. In the yeah, they're not playing a big – yeah, I think it is Utah State, and it's not a big opener for them. Um, second week they play Texas. Texas is in the top 25 on the AP, but they're number 18 on the coaches' poll. To me, that was a little bit glaring. That To me, that was an interesting thing that – Texas didn't even make the top 25 in the AP, especially since they are playing Alabama week two. But um, if Texas can keep it close, and some people think that's possible, uh, it might, it'll definitely shoot Ohio State. Well, they got one of the best running backs in the country, but they're down a couple of receivers, I believe. And is Ewers going to be the starting quarterback? Have they named him yet? I don't think they've named a quarterback yet. Right, and we're getting close. Sarkeesian, I mean, he knows how to call offense, but. What's it going to look like? They're down. They're down some key personnel. Hand it off until your redshirt freshman quarterback can figure it out. Against Alabama, exactly. <laughs> not yeah. not a recipe for success. No, not at all. I got you there. That's true. That might be why they weren't in the top twenty-five. And it's Texas. Come on, you know they just they they get a little bit of love in the beginning of the season, and then they just kind of blow it every season, right? Where's that game being played? It's being played in Texas. So that's the only um, saving grace for them, maybe. But I just don't see it. It's not like the 12th. Game I want to see it, know. but I don't see it. <laughs> it's not like the 12th. I want to see upset, so but they, that's not going to be it. Truth be told, uh, uh, Alabama does not do well in the state of Texas, so maybe we'll get a surprise on our hands. That dry heat, man. They're used to that humidity. <laughs> that's all it is, brother. What about what about the other team out of Texas? Texas A and M. Let's yeah. move on to number six, man. Good. Good transition. Wow, like that. that is a transition like I've never seen before. Hey, how are you doing? Nice to see you. So, um, oh, yeah, look at she likes the Ohio State. So Texas A and M, Jimbo Fisher. Um, what do y'all think about them? Because I think there's high expectations there for Texas A and M this season. They do have a battle going on for quarterbacks, so they haven't chosen who their who their starter quarterback's going to be. I mean, that's probably the highest payroll in college football, isn't it? I think it so. is. <laughs> yeah. The whole, 
You're talking about players or staff? Both. Players. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Big cheeks. She decided to sign her contract. Holy crap. The holdout is over. The holdout is over. I'm she, exhausted. I mean, the NIL finally came through. And, <laughs> yeah, we got cheeks. She has arrived. How you doing, cheeks? I need a drink. Go get you a drink. You had to drive a little ways to get here, so yes. we're glad that you made it. We'll, we'll introduce you in a second then, okay? Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, high payroll. Quarterback, most likely, is going to be Haynes King or uh, Max Johnson. Who Never heard of her. <laughs> Max Johnson was the starter for LSU last year on quarterback. So not didn't do stellar there either. But yeah, and LSU. they had another quarterback that's not doing much anymore. Yeah. He just retired. So where is Texas A&M going to stand out at this season then? So who did, I mean, they got a couple of weeks, though, don't they? Yeah. Before they – they don't have any big marquee matchups. No, I don't think they so. they got a couple of weeks, I think, to figure some stuff out. Yeah. We'll see. Let's blow right past that then over to Utah. Y'all think they're going to be pretty good. I do. Uh, this is where they're at. They have eight returning starters on offense, only five returning starters on defense. Last season, they were pretty solid on defense. So, so. but when Florida goes out there, I don't know, man. We'll find something out. I can't. Is his name Cam Rising? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that quarterback. He, Cam Rising or something? You can't help but. But like the kid. Um, I mean, I watched him sprint for like 60 yards against Ohio State on a busted play, and he's not even really known as a running quarterback. But okay, he, he's tough. He's a leader. He's who you want leading your your team. So I'm really, really cheering and rooting for for Utah this year. And we'll see how far they make. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pac-12. They're gonna be having a. Relatively easy time over there, in my opinion. I think there's a few teams that are going to be kind of tough this year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they're playing in the west of the. Uh, what I mean, they're playing in the less hard of the of the conference. The so, side of the conference. I'll there's go ahead and west, say it. So. I, I think Utah will be the the talk of the town in Pac-12 after they knock off Georgia to start the season. Who will be? Utah. Utah. After they beat Florida. Florida. Florida, that's, that's what I first said. Game. So you think that's what be, I said. So you think Oregon you, plays Georgia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they'll be the talk of the They beat Georgia, too. Yeah. Right. My man! Holy cow. <laughs> all right, so now we're doing all kinds of new intros here. We got the contract signed also with my man Choppa. Howdy. What are you drinking over there, Chopper? Uh, Sierra Nevada. Sierra, oh, Sunny nice. little thing. And that's a like a wheat ale, right? Citrus weed ale. Citrus weed ale. That's okay. a good one too. Amazing. Yes. My female cheeks. Okay. I was thinking about this, and this is going to be a joke, so don't take this seriously. But you are our diversity hire because you're the only <laughs> you're female so on the right. show right now. I've got a little Indian in me too. Does that count? And, oh, if you have a little bit of yeah, we depends on how you identify. Yeah, we can go with that. That blonde hair, blue eyes, and she's a you know diver, the good diversity hire. What are you drinking over there? The um, Chauffeur Hoffer. Chauffeur Hoffer. Yes. The grapefruit beer. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I I think I've had that before. It's pretty good. Yeah. We were talking about the top four originally. Do you think the 
Do you think they got it right in the AP poll with Ohio, or excuse me, Alabama, Ohio State, and then it was Georgia and Clemson? Not necessarily in that order. And I'm not sure about Clemson. Yeah, I think we all agreed on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I don't really think there is a top four. I think there's a top two. Yeah. It's Alabama, Georgia, and it doesn't matter who you put in those other two spots. I don't know. I think Ohio doesn't State. Doesn't matter. I think Ohio State <laughs> should be in the top four. Georgia? You are aware that Georgia lost their entire they, defense. They lost their entire defense. Yeah, yeah it yeah. doesn't matter. They're going to reload. I don't know. I put Ohio they, They've got there. depth. That was a bold statement. Well, right we need, yeah, we need hey, somebody. Hey, I'm coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. How many hey. eggs have you had to drink? He's been coming drinking all night, apparently. So the talent we, gap between when you get past Alabama and Georgia is just immense, in my opinion. It doesn't matter who you put there. They, they just put teams there just to put them there. Just so they don't look like they have SEC bias. I love it. In my opinion. <laughs> well, and, I mean, in Chris's mi- or in, 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 in Chopper's mind, yeah. it would be Alabama, Georgia, however you would rank the SEC. The West and yeah, some of the East. Those 16 yeah. teams. And then finally you get Ohio State. <laughs> Maybe. Aww. In his mind. And that, yeah. I mean, that's how, <laughs> that's how my man Chopper would do it. All right, did yeah. you guys talk about Oh, Vanderbilt Miami? might not be in that top six. Georgia, they're, they're Georgia will not be No, they, they're playing Clemson. I want to see them beat Clemson. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get there. but um, haven't done it yet. So let's go ahead and pick back up at number eight, Michigan. We got Jim Harbaugh, and uh, they have not chosen their final quarterback yet, okay? And I know that we're not allowed to say Michigan or Go Blue or – Big Blue or whatever the hell y'all they say, right? What do you guys call these guys? The team up north. The team up north. So I'm going to actually let y'all start the conversation about the team up north. Um, Cade McNamara is quarterback as well as – is looking at it as well as J.J. McCarthy. Um, who was the quarterback last year? It was uh, – It was Cade. McNam- McNamara, right? Yes. Yeah, so most likely he'll get it. But what do y'all think about Michigan? Are they going to be – I, I... – I think they're going to take a step back uh, from last year's uh, pretty good damn season that they had, honestly. Uh, they, they had a good season. They did. Hats off to them. Congratulations on your win. Uh, I'm not happy for you, but you should be happy for yourself. <laughs> Problem is they lost a lot of pieces. They lost a lot on defense. Um, the Their Haskins, their running back, I think he scored like 17 touchdowns against Ohio State last year, he's gone. So we don't got to worry about him anymore. Okay. But the bottom line is that team lived off of its defense. It set the tone for the entire game, every game last year. They're not going to have that this year. They only have three defensive starters going back. Right. So, hmm. so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think uh, nine wins is pretty re- realistic for the team up north this year. and I wouldn't be disappointed if in that if I were them. Yeah. Yeah. We got to blow through these really fast at this point, okay? Because we only have a certain amount of time before we have the final. So why are you talking? Let's blow through them. All right. Um, (laughs) We're going to skip right on down and get past all the fluff, okay? And go to to number number 19, Arkansas, 20, Kentucky, and 21, Ole Miss. Three SEC teams in a row. Um, Eh. <laughs> Arkansas came up a good season last year. They're going to shut down Cincinnati. I believe it's week two. They played Cincinnati. 
Arkansas plays them. So Cincinnati won't, won't be the Cinderella story this year. We're going to have to talk about another Cinderella, and you're not going to be happy with who it is. Who is that? It's not time for that yet. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till last call. Thank you. Oh, wow. Am, am I, is that your what the fuck? <laughs> is that your what the fuck? Right. In my opinion, I think there's one SEC team that was left out of those three that's better than all those three and will have a better season than all three of those teams. The Gators, right? Now you're talking about the Auburn Tigers. Volunteers. We, we did talk about so, the Volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. So that was... Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. I, I Tennessee think they're underrated. All, all yeah. three of those teams, in my opinion. And that's what I wanted to highlight on these top 25 now, is this. For all of you... This is the prep question I pose. What's the most glaringly obvious thing on this that, or what did they miss out on? What did they get wrong? For me, it was Notre Dame, not ranked number five. Where's Tennessee? Where's Texas? Tennessee, um, 26. So they're just right outside the top 25. Okay. Look at who's above them. USC is yeah, what, 14 or 18? They were uh, 14. Yeah. 14. So USC went 4 and 8 last year. So basically, Lincoln Riley is ranked number fourteen <laughs> in the preseason poll. Yeah, that's, a yeah, good that's one. it. Yeah, yeah that's pretty crap. much. Four and eight last year to fourteen. That's stupid. Yeah, it, it's amazing that they would do that. It, that's it, pretty good. Ole Miss without Matt Corral. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be a tough. That's gonna be a tough transition year for them, in, in my opinion. Let's let's break out over to the conference realignments and all the things that we're hearing. Uh, last year, this time when we were doing the first show of season two, we were kind of talking about this new news that came out with Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC. Now we have some other things happening. What's going on with that, my man over here? Who's your daddy? What do you think about these conference realignments? I think it's going to end up two or three power conferences. Before it's all said and done, okay, and and then it may end up going to a 16-team playoff. I mean, there's been a lot of talk, but I think you know everybody. First, they say 12, and then they give reasons why 12 is not good, or somebody start out with eight. But I think before it's all said and done, there'll be two, maybe three power conferences, and, uh, and go to a 16-team playoff. There you go. Ripper, what do you think of man? I kind of think there's a couple of things that you know that are that are playing off of each other right now. We got into the playoffs about what six, seven years ago. So we went from the BCS to the playoffs. Last year we started paying players, like officially giving these players money. So gradually as we expand the playoffs and as we expand the way players are um, reimbursed for the performance on the field. I think you're going to get closer and closer to a pro model, an NFL model in college football, and the NCAA will have if hardly anything to do with college football sports when it comes to Division One. So it's going to basically remove the NCAA from overseeing anything of college sports. Interesting take. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about it, Chopper? Yeah, so I, I actually think this is probably, you know, and I, I love the SEC, obviously. Um, I, I think this is a really good thing. You do? For the SEC. I love it. It just, really? mean, it just means more. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and I think these conference realignments only strengthen the SEC into being more of a machine. Um, I... 
and the potential of going to a 16 or 18 playoff, um, the potential there for four SEC teams to wind up in the top four is pretty high, in my opinion. Um, right now, with just a you know picking the top four teams, they're obviously not going to pick four SEC teams, but. My goodness, you go to eight or 16 teams and all these teams that think, oh, I'm in now, watch out because that could mean a four-team a four SEC final, which nobody would like, right? I mean, I, I, would, I would like it. It would be fun to watch. I mean, sure. nobody would like that, right? So watch out for what – careful what you ask for, I guess is what I'm going Rooster, come on, man, hit me. I'm going to give you a Lee Corso. Not so fast. <laughs> um, maybe I'm a little bit more traditional. Maybe we've lost values of what college football is really about. It's about getting kids into a, a program, and ultimately it's education. How many kids are really going into the NFL that play in, in even Division I uh, football? It's a small percentage. less than I think it's less than 5%, less than 8%, something like that. So the value of this for these kids is to have a great experience in college, to get a college education, and then move on and, and, and have good good jobs and careers in their lives. Yep. So well, I agree with that. I, I, I think 100%. that what we've lost is a little bit of the values. We now do I agree uh, actually uh, with uh, the bold predictor over there that the NCAA put such a clamp hold on sports and shut it down so hard because there were some maybe some illegal things going on back in the day. Maybe Miami, SMU, those types of things. everywhere, right? So. Um, I think uh, they, they put some clamps down, but they made it not fun, and they made it so hard for these kids to, you know, try to have a great experience yep. and be under uh, under clamps and not be kids anymore because they turned it into a business. So I think for me, there needs to be a balance. I got to tell you, with college kids, a 16-team playoff is grueling. Uh, I mean, even a 14 playoff when you play in two good teams two weeks in a row, it is a physical ruling event on, on these kids. Well, so, some would say it's just like being in the SEC. I'm not sure who would say that. But. <laughs> I don't know. Hanger, maybe. I, I just think that uh, we need to look at it. It's it's really about the kids, not about um, you know a, a business. So I disagree a little bit on um, where I think it's going to go. I don't disagree that you guys are right, but I wish it wouldn't go that way because I think we've lost the value of the game. You know, I, think, I think the bottom line in all this, I totally agree with what you're saying yeah. about the kids. But the bottom line is money. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you too. And, and whatever whatever they're going to do, the universities to make the most money. Yep. What they're going to do. Yeah, I don't want to see it go that way, but man, I just sure do see it. And now, now these miles kids, down the interstate. These kids get paid to play a game they grew up loving. Why do you think we have mega millionaires playing Minecraft or playing video games because they're doing something they love and they're getting paid for it? So to rein Force, but counter your point. Yes, they are there because they love it, but they're staying because they're getting paid to do what they love. Oh, that was. Uh, I should play the violin when I hear that. Fantastic Cheeks, Cheeks, wrap it up and put a bow on it for me, man. What do you think with all this whole conference realignment and that kind of a little bit of NIL, too, because we talked about that? I completely hate the fact that the players are getting paid. I, I It just takes all the. Um, sweetness out of playing the game. You know, when you were a little kid and you wanted to play for your favorite college team, and now you're not even go- going in that direction. You're not trying really hard so you could go to the team that you always love. What you're doing is you're going for the team that's going to pay you the most. 
and I don't agree with that. And per each state, there's different regulations. California's going to end up being the best one. They're the one that completely took the ties off of everything. Well, Pac-12 is hurting, so. Yeah, but so they're going to end up not hurting. Yeah. And there needs to be some sort of, dare I say it, like a salary cap type thing going on right, where, right. where each team has a certain amount of NIL that they're allowed to, they're allowed to dole out and that's it. Right. That's the only way you can really make it fair and make it um, make it so that one state doesn't have regulations that right. outdo the other. Right. And no longer is it an amateur sport. Right. It takes the NCAA away and it totally. makes it real modern. Yeah. Uh, and think about the crazy fundraising that's going to go on. So the richest schools are going to get the best kids. Um, uh, they're already yeah, we're already seeing that in, in Texas where they were where all these huge donations were coming in earmarked just for that. Yeah. All right, here is bump bump the new section of the show. We're gonna move into it because we kind of are running out of time per se, and I want to hear everyone's what the fuck. And what I mean by that is what on earth is just crazy that happened this week, last week. It could have been last season, whatever. It was a what the fuh moment, but we're not going to say the whole word because we are a family-friendly show. I'm going to start with mine to kind of set the example of what I mean by oh, this. You're going to see guys think about That's this, good. okay? <laughs> if you don't mind, <laughs> Mississippi State is my what the fuh, and the reason why I say that is because, and I wrote this down. Um, they have a team, it's the entire team from last season that's coming back this season, right? They have eight starters returning on defense. They had nine starters returning on offense, right? Their quarterback, Will Rogers, put up 4,739 yards last season. He's a freaking beast. This is a team that might not win the national championship. They might not, they, they might lose several games but they can be a, a disruptor in the West against Alabama, against Texas A&M, against Arkansas, against Ole Miss. They play all four of those teams. And get this, they play Kentucky and Georgia this season from the freaking East. If that's not a what the fuck, I don't know what is, but that's a team that is gonna disrupt some crap in the, in the SEC for sure. And that's gonna send Georgia down if they lose, that's going to send Alabama down if they lose, Texas A&M, all those teams. It's a toss-up if they if they can play against Mississippi State. And you know, what is his name, uh, Mike Leach, the coach? He's a crazy bastard. The mad scientist. Yeah, he'll do – he'll force – you can't predict this guy. So that's mine. So what's yours, Ripper, the predictor? My what the fuck moment <laughs> is not even – not even dealing with college football. Every day I see the PGA and the Live Tour going back and forth and back and forth. Oh, they're leaving for money. Oh, they should stay and help out, you know, the root of the game. Who cares? Go where you want to go. Play where you want to play. Quit complaining about it. And just play golf. What All the right. fuck? What the fuck? All right. We'll go with who's your daddy? What's your what the fuck? My what the fuck or foo or whatever moment <laughs> again is dealing with Kentucky. Uh, Hit me. Stoops, court, the football coach, and Calipari, the basketball coach, come out and made a statement that they're a basketball school. And 
course, it ruffled soups and feathers. And he come back with a comment, you know, they've won their last four playoff games. And uh, I think Kentucky lost to, uh, who was the team in the NCAA tournament that went so well, went to the Final Four, I think, last year. Can't even think of their name, but uh, ended up having a meeting with the AD and a press conference, and all because all the other sports are getting upgraded practice facilities, and, and Kentucky hasn't had one since 2007, I think, an upgrade. But to me, that's, and, and I think he finally admitted he said something he shouldn't have said, but that, that's a crazy, crazy. My man, Chapo, what yeah, is your... I, I have two what to foos. Okay. First, what to food because I missed the beginning of the show is Clemson ranked number four. What to food? <laughs> All right. Second, what to food? Lane Kiffin um, recruited his punter from That's a keg awesome. party this week. That's what awesome. to food? <laughs> All right. Cheeks. I love that. Story. We got to get our diversity higher in here. What the food? Mine. I'm going to totally buck the system. And mine is about baseball, sorry. That's fine. No, we don't ask me college football. We got okay, good. PGA. Good. Well, mine is how are the Dodgers doing so fantastically well than everybody else? They're number one standalone, okay? And, uh, well, and I also think that Vince Scully. They were head and shoulders of everyone last season. Anyway. They were. They were, yes. Yeah. And Vince Scully uh, will just propel them on because they're going to do it for him. But. That being said, I had to talk about my favorite team. How are the Phillies like in sixth place overall? Um, Harper's been hurt. Yeah, they're they're that, ju- they're right nothing. behind the Braves. They got nothing. I know. I don't understand. But how about it. them Guardians, first place AL Central? <laughs> All right. Last. I can't even say the name. <laughs> last and certainly the least. Oh, <laughs> oh my man. Rooster, I'm just kidding, man. Don't don't take part. Don't, don't. It's fine. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go. What the food? I'm gonna talk about something that we talked about last year for my number one. What the food? Ready? I hope. Oh. Ready? Sean Tucker, Syracuse running back, fourth in the country last year. <laughs> coming back again this year. 15, uh, 1,496 rushing yards, over 1,700 yards from scrimmage last year for a terrible team. He's the number one running back in the country. Mark my words, if he played anywhere else in the country, he'd be 2,000 yards, Herschel Walker style. So the what the fuck is, why did he not transfer? Right. Because <laughs> right. he's got loyalty and he respects the game. Wow. What the fuck? Was this who the fuck or what the fuck? <laughs> well, so, so I assume after week one we'll talk a little Heisman Trophy. My what the fuck is good, and that week is going to be, why are we not talking about Sean Tucker? My number two what the fuck, and it's, this is an absolutely obscure one. What the foo was BYU's uh, athletic director, director? Are you a rapper now? You what the foo is BYU? <laughs> what, why did they? What, what did their athletic uh, director think when they made their schedule? If you look at their schedule, it's got to be one of the hardest in the country. They're playing Oregon. They're playing. It's their conference. Uh, it's but, their conference. but they're uh, they're oh, not. We got last call. Their non-conference last is Notre Dame. Uh, they, they've got they, they've got a, a tough tough schedule. What the foo? We're not allowed to talk anymore after last call. Except for about the last call segment of the show. So, Cheeks, your top four at the end of the season. We're doing it way too early. <laughs> We're doing it way too early. But what's your top four at the end of the season? Not necessarily Go. in order. That's fine. Alabama, Ohio State, 
Tennessee. Oh, oh, oh they're going to win the East? Yeah, right. I, I'm, uh, I'm going out deep. So Woo, that you is guys can all tease me at the end of the season. Rookie DC <laughs> would be a happy man. Just like their baseball team, they showed up so good in the playoffs. So who's your fourth? <laughs> well, I'm torn. I think I'm going to go with Georgia. Georgia? Yeah. Tennessee so and Georgia. Okay. Um, that's that's way. We'll go with that. Okay. My man... It's the gonna, rooster. It's going to be in, in this order. In the, oh, he's Whoa. Still, bold prediction. Yeah, he's bold. Ohio bold. State. Woo. Alabama. Texas A and M. Wow. Because uh, Baylor's going to blow. They're going to. They're going to blow it. Two from the West. Okay. Because uh, Alabama will beat Georgia in, in the SEC championship. It'll slide A and M in. Okay. And then you're not going to like this bold prediction. Uh-oh. The Cinderella story for the year this year is going to be. Kind of a Cinderella. It's Utah. Yeah. Utah. Interesting. They're, they're sneaking in. After they lose to Florida the first game of the season, they're going to end the field after that? Ha, ha, ha. Chopper, my man. You All right. Like I said, there's two teams. Alabama, Georgia, in that order. Alabama, one. Georgia, two. I like Utah, three. Ohio State, four. Utah and then Ohio State. You like wow. Utah. Oh, you said no particular order? That order. Oh my god. Can we so, go back to the what the fuck moment? What the fuck? So, <laughs> I think y'all like that segment, don't you? Alright, for your last call, Ripper, top four. Come on, hit me. Alright. Alabama, Ohio State. Easy. Oregon. Kansas State. Kansas State. Whoa. Oh, wow. Wildcats. They are clearly. Adrian Peterson. Wow. Yep, yep. They are clearly a football school for sure. Yeah, all right. Well, they're about as much as a football school is as they are a basketball school. All right. That's way out there. Way out there. That is off the chain. Might have to lose the bold predictor at the end of that name. Yeah, Ripper Ripper let his loyalty where he used to live. I'm a Memphis boy in Manhattan, Kansas. Manhattan, Kansas. All right, who's your daddy? It's a loyalty pick. Give it to me. I, I got to start out with Ohio State. I think will be number one. Alabama, number two. I think Utah slides in. And I, I'm kind of torn between either Oregon or Texas A&M for the fourth spot. I, I, if I had to pick a fifth or a, a loose fourth, it would be Baylor. I think Oregon's going to lose at, at Georgia week one. And that's going to swing it. And I think Baylor, if, if, if it's a uh, Big 12 team, it's going to be Baylor. I am going to say Oregon is going to beat Georgia week one and win the Pac-12 championship and be in the top four. Okay? I'm with you. Baylor and obviously Ohio State and the Florida Gators. I mean, come on. Well, hey, speaking <laughs> of Florida Gators, what is the Florida Gators record going to be going into week three? 0-3. Oh, and 3 <laughs> No, it's going to be, they're going to beat Utah, and then they have to play Kentucky week two. That's going to be two tough schedules. So, if if Florida wins those two games, they'll be doing a fine rank. Yeah, 16th. They'll be top 10 when win those two games. But they might go into the season, they might start the season 0-2. That would really suck. So, who knows, man. It's going to be interesting to see. I watch all of the uh, Billy Napier. I watch all of his press conferences. He's got that team disciplined as hell. 
um, really focused in on yeah. first the right year thing. for him, right? Yeah. Not many coaches win the whole thing in the first I'm not expecting. No, year I'm two, just year three. listen. I was joking. I have Alabama, Ohio State, <laughs> Baylor, and Oregon. Hey, you're okay. I, <laughs> I, 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 I took a loyalty pick with mine with K State. Okay. No fall. No, I, I mean I really don't think Florida is gonna. I think they're gonna be eight and four end of the season. You know, wow. looking at it. So I mean that's a that's a not decent. Four and eight. No, they'll be eight and four. Like they 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 have a relatively easy schedule. They don't play anyone too tough from the West this year. So um, they One play quick LSU. Bold prediction I mean, before we uh, wrap it up. We didn't talk about them all night. Gamecocks. Yeah. They got oh, six crap. offensive yeah. guys coming back. Yeah, I, I, I picked yeah. for them to get to a bowl game. They went, what, seven and six last year? Yeah. We're going eight and four. Eight, eight and four. four. Gamecocks, eight and four. Yeah, third, I, I think Vegas, third in the East. I think Vegas says six wins yeah. is the over-under for the Gamecocks. Well, four of their losses were all Spencer Rattler is going to be a game changer for that offense, though, but does he have the people around him, you know? Great name. <laughs> he doesn't seem to get rattled though. It's weird. I'm just <laughs> happy. Not the red league. I'm just happy this season. This season, Florida has a coach's name that I can pronounce. So there we go. But so let's go ahead and wrap this show up, okay? Thanks for coming out, everybody. Season three, episode one is a wrap. Did everyone like the what the fuh moment? Was that good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. All right, and then last well, call. Well, we make sure that it's what the fuh or woo the fuh. Woo the foo. We could change it up. I, like I mean, the what the foo? <laughs> what the foo? I don't know. I like whatever. You could just say WTF. WT. Oh, that's good. Yeah, man, the brains of the bunch <laughs> over here. Good thing we hired you. So anyway, let's go ahead and wrap this up. This is Guys in the Bar talking sports, and we are out. It's your boy Hanger looking for a beer. Actually, we're all looking for a beer. So if you want to buy the guys a beer, at Guys at the Bar Talking Sports on Venmo. That's it. Easy as drinking a beer. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man, how can I help these guys out? Well, first thing you can do, subscribe to the show. By subscribing to the show, you'll be able to hear it every single week on your favorite podcatcher. Second thing you can do, if your podcatcher lets you do it, give it a review and five stars. I know Apple Podcasts will allow you to do that. So give it five stars and a review. And then the third thing you do is hop on Facebook, type in Guys at the Bar Talking Sports. You'll see our group there. Join it. You'll love it. Best sports group on Facebook guaranteed lots of good stuff going on in there so check it out and then come back next week for guys at the bar talking sports